0: Hello everyone and welcome to the first episode of Nutrition Talks with Nicole. I am here. It is bright and early on a Tuesday morning. I am recording this and I am sipping a nice warm cup of coffee, Starbucks, blonde roast. I don't buy anything different. I don't know why but nothing compares to my lovely Starbucks blonde roast. This podcast is going to range from all different topics. Of course, we are going into the nitty-gritty details of nutrition, training. Um, We're going to talk about lifestyle tips and tricks on how to change. We are going to be talking about life in general um i don't have a lot of significant experience but experience nonetheless when it comes to life things and i think that i have some insight i have some insight from my perspective that could potentially help you out so We are going to dive into the first episode today where I introduce myself and talk about kind of everything that led up to where I am right now. And it's going to be a little long, I will say that. Um, That's why I want to make this introduction pretty short. But I hope that you get something out of it and learn a little bit, not only about me, but about things that you can apply to your own life um, and take with you to potentially make things better for you. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. So please excuse my voice because... I personally think I sound different right now. I'm still getting over this cold congestion thing that I got a couple weekends ago. Whenever the weather changes, I always somehow get this thing. I don't have coronavirus. Um, Fun fact, I think I actually already had coronavirus in January of 2020, but no one knew what it was quite yet. Um, I went, I felt like I was dying. I went to the doctor, they tested me for the flu. I didn't have the flu, the the typical flu. Um, but they still had to put me on prescription cough medicine. I had to be on an inhaler. Um, I, I, I like I don't know. Honestly, like no other sickness will ever compare to that. So, whenever I get sick now, honestly, I'm like I'm good. I'm fine. It's chill. Okay, so let me first start by introducing myself. My name is Nicole Derdarian. You know, it's a mouthful. I am Armenian. That is why my my name sounds like that. I am a certified fitness nutrition specialist from the National Academy of Sports Medicine, and I am currently in school working towards my master's in nutrition and dietetics, and I am hoping to one day in the next couple years have that RD at the end of my name and be a registered dietitian nutritionist. So these are kind of my credentials that I'm working with at the moment, as well as so many years of experience, not only going to the gym and dieting and things like that, but doing the extremes of the extremes, Um, stepping on a bodybuilding stage multiple times, having to (laughs) honestly put on pause years of my life to do that, and... Um, coaching others through the dieting process. I have lifestyle clients that I work with who are making the decision to change their lives, not only physically, but mentally. And I am very honored to be able to guide them through that process in the healthiest way possible. So that is my background right now and um, I have so many more experiences to come and I'm very very excited let's get into the <laughs> the past <laughs> let's get into everything that made me kind of who I am right now and a lot of it does have to do with fitness and nutrition. Because that was the one thing that ultimately changed my life. So I do need to start around high school age. It does play a significant role in what has made me who I am and where I am. So let's start With my junior year of high school. This is kind of what I can like draw everything back to and kind of where things started for me. So I will spare all of the details of (laughs) my 11th grade relationship because that's kind of where this stemmed from. I was in a relationship that I didn't want to be in anymore. And, um, The breakup process was very stressful because I, at a very young age, was being manipulated into thinking that um, I was never going to find anybody else, that I wasn't good enough for anybody else, that this person was the only person. It was a very shocking turn of events um, once this individual realized that he was no longer going to have control over the situation he tried to control me and my thoughts now me trying to break up with this individual i will say it lasted um like 6 6 months almost i tried doing it uh in the summer before my junior year and then i tried again at in the middle of my junior year and during this time, was um, I was very adamant on doing it, but it was very difficult because, um, like I said, this person was in my ear telling me things that ultimately, <laughs> thinking back, ridiculous. And I mean, I thought they were ridiculous at the time, but I didn't want to hurt this person, and, um, and so the whole process caused a lot of anxiety for me. This is something that I never really experienced before in my life. This was true anxiety. When I get anxiety or I'm worried about something or I something has gone wrong, I can't eat. I, I have no appetite. Food does not sound appealing. My stomach, it feels like it's churning all the time. And... This was the first time that I had ever experienced it. And I didn't really know what was going on. But one day, I tried on this shirt. And I will never forget this. I don't think I... This has never... This has has not left my mind. And it's been 10 years I, it was this gray and white striped shirt long sleeve that I got from forever 21 and the the stripes went horizontal and they were like kind of chunkier chunkier stripes I, I'm exp- I'm explaining this because I want you to be able to picture this in your head and relive this moment with me I looked in the mirror and after I tried it on, and I was like, "Huh. This looks good. This lo- this looks like how it should look." And 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 I should pref- should preface this story with during my freshman and sophomore year, I was a little bit had a little bit extra chub-chub going on. Um, Even to the point where, like, my doctor did mention something. She was going off of the BMI scale, which I do not recommend and would never, ever do. But she is a doctor and didn't really expect... I don't expect much else. I mean, there are plenty of doctors that go off of the BMI scale. I guess it's a good tool, but never something that I would ever dictate progress or a client's health off of, but I digress. Excuse me. So I looked in the mirror after, you know, a couple years of not really being like super happy with how I looked, and I finally saw that I liked how I looked. And then I wondered, well, why? Why all of a sudden, like, do I... Kind of like how this shirt's fitting a little better. And then I remembered. Well. I haven't been really eating that much. So. This was the first time. That I correlated. Just not eating. With looking how I want it to look. And. You can imagine, you know, this is not um, a very healthy realization because we can't just not eat. And I didn't understand that as a junior in high school, that our body actually needs food to live. I mean, I knew that, but like, not to the extent that I know now. And um, so I kind of just developed this very poor relationship with food for a while, for a long time. And I'll kind of, you know, in the later, later portion of this story, I'll kind of talk about when it finally resolved. But... For the good majority of the rest of my high school, I was very, very much afraid of any sort of of food, really. Um, I would always just try to eat as little as I possibly could. And um, I I was okay, you know, it, it's not, it's, I'd probably make it sound like it was worse than it was because... I was never um, unhealthy looking, I never just didn't not eat, but the thoughts and um, mentality towards food just definitely wasn't what it should be, and I was also an athlete, so I I look back and I think, well, what if I would have been like fueling my body properly, would I have been a better athlete? And I wasn't a bad athlete. I was actually a very good athlete. I was probably one of, not to (laughs) brag or anything, probably one of the best players on my team. I played lacrosse. I made the varsity team with all of my friends as a sophomore, which was like a huge deal. I ended up starting that year and then, you know, for years to come. And my team was really good. We made it to states one year. We made it to the semis both years after that so you know it's not like I wasn't eating obviously if I wasn't you know I wouldn't have been able to be as good of an athlete as I was but I feel like you know if I was eating I probably could have been better you know eating properly it could have been better so getting into my college years I was Still dating my boyfriend from high school. He was kind of the person that I thought I was going to marry. <laughs> At a very young age, I just felt like I knew, which is fine. Some people do. Um, this kind of plays a role into the story. Um, a lot of my relationships kind of have a large effect on the direction that my life takes and, and things like that. So I, I will be talking about that as well. So I go into college and I don't go to a school very far from home. And I have a gym at my disposal. So I, I'm not really sure. I don't really remember very well how often I would go during my first semester of freshman year. I think I would go frequently, but um, like always, I would just run on the treadmill or something and then do some ab stuff, ab workouts. I don't really know. Never really got into the weightlifting side of things. Um, Didn't know what I was doing. Actually was like kind of scared (laughs) of the weight room. I uh, thought that... All the people in there looked really scary and intimidating. So I was like, no, thank you. And and then my second semester of freshman year rolls around. And this is kind of when thing, the ball kind of gets rolling here. So my boyfriend at the time decided that he wanted to go active duty in the Air Force. Cool. So um, that was actually a pretty traumatic experience for me just because I was very attached to this individual and he played such a huge part in my life and the fact that I didn't get a say was one very, um, very hurtful to me but of course I was going to support him and so he Traveled off to basic training where I wasn't going to be able to talk to him at all. And the next time that I was going to be able to see him was at his basic training graduation. Which was three months away. So I was like, I'm going to get in shape. I'm going to feel the best that I can feel. I'm going to have so much more free time now because, you know, this Person is. I'm not going to be spending as much time with him. Which I spent a lot of my time with him. Even though I was in college. He didn't live far. So we would see each other very, very often. Um, So I was like, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to learn how to track my calories. I'm going to stick to a diet. I'm going to do this. So I downloaded my fitness pal for the very first time and I I was like I'm gonna track everything that I eat when in reality I had no idea how to do this properly like I didn't have a food scale which is honestly like you need to have a food scale if you're gonna track your food (laughs) um and I like just was gonna go to the gym didn't really have a plan was just gonna like run and stuff I don't even know um so I also and I also this is important I also had a a meal plan card where I could go to like cafes around campus and use it and things like that so I I started tracking my food and what I would do is I would essentially just like skip things in with the barcode scanner or I guess I would estimate but I don't even know how I estimated things because I had no idea what a portion size of something looked like um and I hadn't I had no idea like what option should I choose and like you know my fitness pal gives you all of these things when you plug in like potato like what Which one would be the best one? I don't know. So a lot of the time I would use the barcode scanner and it got to the point where I was looking at options and if the nutrition label said that the serving size was over 100 calories, I would deem that bad and I wouldn't be able to eat it because in my head I needed to eat as little as I possibly could to reach my goal and I think the the my fitness pal thing was set at 1200 calories of course that's like the magic number right that's like what we all think that we need to eat to lose weight um I think that's what my fitness pal put me at so I I, again, had this very poor relationship with food. I wasn't really allowing myself to eat um, a lot (laughs) at all. I didn't understand what types of macronutrients I needed to fuel my body. I had no idea what, like, I just, I think I just saw, like, carbs are bad, Um, you know, whatever. That's, like, kind of what I was taught growing up. And, and so, yeah, I, I found myself getting into this kind of cycle of wanting to eat anything and everything in sight at times. And I remember my mom got me these Brookstone chocolate covered blueberries. Those are bomb. I literally, I haven't even had them like since that time. I think that I'm like still scarred from this whole experience. Um, But I had this huge bag from Costco. And I remember in between classes, that and like the smart pop popcorn, I couldn't stop eating it some days. I would like, it was like my body was so hungry that it was just, my brain was like, you need to eat something, whatever it is, just get it in your mouth now. So I would like eat all of these chocolate covered blueberries and then I'd feel so like down on myself because I didn't track it and it wasn't necessarily good for you because it was chocolate covered and and all that stuff. And this started to become a pattern and I started to realize that I was developing a really unhealthy, even unhealthier relationship with food and putting all of this focus on calories was not doing me any good. So I told myself I was going to just delete my fitness pal and and just eat healthy as healthy as I could and that I would be fine but in reality I wasn't fine because just like in the past I would feel empowered when I wouldn't eat and it was almost like I was winning some sort of game if I could go, you know, all day without really eating anything, it was like a control thing. Like, I had control over when I ate and when I didn't, and it felt good to not feel hungry. So, this was something that was a continuous struggle throughout um you know my time in high school up until up until probably sophomore year or through sophomore year um no actually i will say i think it lasted until the middle of my junior year yeah so moving on i Went to see my significant other at the time when he was done with his basic training. And the rest of that semester is just kind of a blur to me. I don't think that there was much going on in terms of me focusing on restriction. You know, nothing really pops out into my mind until I got into the summer when I got a Planet Fitness membership (laughs) and um, during that summer I think I would go to the gym just about every single day and just do cardio and then abs. Sound familiar? (laughs) So I remember not being able to be done on any sort of Uh, machine that I was doing usually I chose the arc trainer I don't know if you're familiar it's kind of a different version of an elliptical so I would do that and I would have to reach 500 calories and I wouldn't be able to stop until I hit that and then I would pretty much eat the exact same thing every single day for the majority of my week And so I wouldn't necessarily say I was restricting my intake, but I was, I had orthorexic tendencies where like I would only feel good if I ate these certain foods. And I think I remember I would eat oatmeal in the morning, some sort of salad that I'd make for lunch, and then I would have. I think I usually would do like a breakfast for dinner type deal. But, you know, there wasn't much thought behind, you know, why I was eating what I was eating um, in terms of nutrients and it benefiting my body for a specific reason. It was just kind of like, well, these are the foods that I think are okay and won't make me freak out. So I'm just going to continue to eat them. And I will say, you know, the disordered thoughts. I don't think that they were as um, prevalent, but I was in this very structured routine. So, my sophomore year rolls around, and this is when I really kind of lose myself. This was the f- the year that I, I am, I feel like I don't. I look back and I'm like I don't know who that was. I, my boyfriend and I, the one that was active duty, ended up breaking up. Um, I was the one to decide that. I had just moved into a house with a bunch of friends, girls and guys. We had parties at our house. I was going to parties every weekend. This was the first time that I had really lived on my own. So like not in the dorms. And I was drinking a lot, like a lot. I remember my friend and I could finish like a fifth in a night and it would be, that was normal. Um, looking back, that makes me want to just throw up. (laughs) And it wasn't, like, good alcohol by any means. And we would just drink to get drunk. There was no – it's not like I enjoyed it. Enjoyed drinking the alcohol, you know, like I would now going out to a restaurant. So I was definitely – In a weird place. I didn't really know who I was or who I wanted to be. I think that this is typically normal for someone in college finally out on their own. And at the same time, I was also abusing prescription drugs. And um, this is something that I don't talk about openly and have never really talked about openly, Um, specifically Adderall. um, I was not prescribed it. I was getting it from other people. And it definitely became an issue, especially my second semester, where there were times that I was taking it every day. And... It helped me study, you know, that's what I was telling myself, but I also liked the fact that it suppressed my appetite and made it so that I didn't feel hungry, and I didn't really admit that to myself at the time, but in the back of my mind, I knew, and so in a way, it helped me keep that control over my hunger and what I ate and when I ate it. Um, after that year, I told myself that I had to stop. Um, I actually even tried to get my my doc- I was going to try to get my doctor to prescribe it for me and actually i'm thankful because my mom kind of said you know you don't want to do that there have been you know i know of families that have been torn apart because of because of that and you know she didn't know that i was already taking it but having that in the back of my head was it was um it was kind of a wake up call like this isn't something you should just Take. You know, it's not something to just mess around with. This is serious. Just because it's a prescription drug prescribed by a doctor doesn't mean that it's good for you or okay for you to take. So after that year, I told myself I was done. I wasn't, go- I was just going to stop taking it. Um, it seemed kind of scary at first because. I felt like I was going to lose some of the control that it allowed me to have. But I did it and um, and I have not taken it since. I swore that I would never do it again because I liked it too much. And it. I knew that if it could become a problem and I never wanted it to become a problem. So I... During this summer is kind of when my life really turned dark. I was planning on actually getting back together with my boyfriend who was in the active duty in the Air Force. He was coming back for leave and we were basically talking about reconnecting and getting back together. And of course, about a week before he came home, I started talking to somebody else. And this person was very much into lifting and kind of like living a, a healthy lifestyle and um, caring about the food that he was putting into his body and at the time knew a lot more than I did uh, when it came to, especially when it came to lifting. And so, instead of staying with or going back to the person that I was with I was just like well this this other new guy is going to be here he's going to we're going to actually be able to hang out and and like spend time together and do fun things and we don't have to have a relationship over the phone and so in a way I chose him and it was fine at first. And then I catch wind that my ex was now dating my sister's best friend. <laughs> and that threw me for a loop. Um it was kind of just like a shock that um like kind of like a stab in the back even though like she wasn't my friend necessarily but like just like how could you you know it's it was so fresh and things like that like what are you doing um it definitely ruined the friendship that my sister had with her because of how how it all happened um it kind of Disturbed my relationship with my sister in a sense because I felt like she facilitated it. And obviously everything's fine now, but I'm just speaking in terms of you know when it all happened. And 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 the reason why I felt that way was because about a month. Into this new guy and I actually dating. Maybe two months into us, you know, talking and stuff. He ended up leaving me for his ex-girlfriend. So here I am. After this whole thing went down. And it was much more dramatic than how I'm explaining it now. I just don't really have time to get into the details. After that all happened... I felt like a piece of trash. And I truly started, I, I str- and I've struggled with this, and I, sh- I don't that much anymore, but this is kind of where me feeling like I was never good enough for anybody stemmed from. And it's almost like I truly believed that, and it's almost like I spoke it into existence, um and you'll see why, so I ended up starting my start er i should say ending my summer uh very it was very hard for me um I will say though that this summer led me to my love for lifting it's how I learned all of the basics. It's the only thing that I do regret is not fueling my body properly throughout this time because I still had this belief and it was also kind of ingrained to me from from people around me that carbs were bad and you still can't eat them and if you want to be lean, you can't eat them. Um, so I really wasn't fueling my body how I should have been, especially when just getting into lifting because... During that time, your body goes through composition changes so quickly and so easily. And if I would have been fueling my body properly, and if I would have been executing movements properly, then I think it would have benefited me a lot more. But we live and we learn, and I can't go back. So I entered my junior year kind of junior year, I guess, uh, with uh, me also questioning my major. And I was an elementary education major now for this, it would be going on my third year, and I had just gotten into the elementary education program. So I was starting to take classes that were legit. And when I realized that teaching was not for me and that I actually was really really passionate about nutrition is when I started to explore other options and I found that Eastern has a nutrition and dietetics program so I made the decision it was a rough decision to basically start over and change my major I had to take All new prereqs, these classes were like freshman level classes. So classes that I would have taken as a freshman if I would have declared nutrition and dietetics as my major then. And um, I understood that it was going to prolong my schooling. So I started that. And um, also during this time, I dated another person who was very emotionally abusive. Um, Like I said before, I felt like I spoke into existence, that I was just never going to be good enough, and this was kind of the result of that. Um, I was not treated well at all to this day. I will say that it was probably the worst relationship that I have ever been in, and this individual is somebody that I will never respect. Um, He was so cold, the majority of the relationship, and made me feel like I was never special, and that I was unworthy of being loved by him. And I put so much effort into it, and that's what makes me I think the most angry is because I wasted so much time. But at the same time, I didn't feel like I deserved anything better. Or I didn't think that I deserved anything better. So it was almost like I put up with it for way too long. And how it all ended was just horrible. Um, I basically ended up getting cheated on. And I just felt like someone's puppet during the relationship. Like everything was on the other person's terms. And I couldn't, and I was, it was just terrible, you know, going back to that time and kind of putting myself in that situation again and feeling those feelings. I can't believe I did that. Like I wasn't, wasn't even happy at all. I didn't, how could I have been happy? During this time, though, I learned how to track my macros. And so I re downloaded my Fitness Pal for the first time in a couple years. And I told myself that it was going to be different this time. And I actually learned that carbohydrates aren't bad and we need them. And certain foods aren't bad and we can eat um, flexibly. And I didn't have to restrict cer- certain foods. I definitely didn't track in the right way I would do a little bit too much macro hoarding where I would go all throughout the day without eating much and then I would just it was so that I could eat like a lot at the end of the day and I kind of got into the macro tracking when IIFYM was a thing. And this is kind of different than flexible dieting because it almost promoted just eating like crap, like as much crap as you could because you could. And so I'd eat like a bunch of protein bars all the time and um, I'd make these oatmeal bowls with like a bunch of shit in them. (laughs) Like it just wasn't, I didn't... Think about the nutrients that were in the food itself and the benefits that, you know, the whole foods would bring me. It wasn't, I didn't really have that realization. Also, because I was so restrictive in the past and I deemed foods bad and wouldn't allow myself certain things, that those were the only things that I craved. I wanted all the sweets in the world because I can never have any. Um, and, and so that's basically what I did. I, I remember I would always crave sugar. And I think that that was a huge repercussion of all of the restriction that I did prior, in the prior years. So getting into tracking macros, I met my most recent ex. And when I met him, that's kind of when things really got rolling in terms of bodybuilding. Um, He was very serious into lifting. And that's what definitely caught my eye at first. And then he just was nice to me. He was the first person in so long that was actually just nice, a nice guy. And... Together, we got into the bodybuilding club that was at our school, and so I met other like-minded individuals, people that were like me and cared about things like me, and it was so cool because I had never really experienced that before. Some of the people I'm still friends with today, I then saw my ex go through his first show prep. And during this time, actually, we both got to see our first bodybuilding show in person. And I thought that it was really cool. Before that, I had kind of thought it was really weird. And I didn't understand it and why people liked to do it. But once I saw it, uh, it, it was definitely different. And it w- it was it struck my interest. And then once I saw my ex go through his prep, I and I saw his show, that's when I definitely thought, like, this is something that I can do and I want to do because my competitive nature was starting to come out again, and I felt very confident in the gym and my ability to stick to some sort of plan because I had been tracking macros. So I got with my coach and i still work with him a little bit today um but with when i started with him um i really did need to put on put on muscle so he increased my calories pretty quickly and i think because of my me being restrictive and my metabolism being so down regulated i put on a lot of unnecessary body fat right off the bat. And, you know, I wasn't very... There wasn't any reverse diet going on. Um, I had, like, basically completely cut out cardio, which I was doing a lot beforehand. And so I kind of just blew up during this time. I look back on how uncomfortable... I felt, you know, thinking back to that, um, I didn't feel like myself really. But at in the moment, I was like, "This is just part of the process. I need to get big. I'm probably putting on so much muscle." Like, I legit thought that. Um, looking back, I definitely wasn't. Uh, I still didn't really know how to train properly. I knew what I was doing and I knew how to follow a workout, but. Um, I didn't really know how to execute that well when it came to training. And (laughs) January of 2017 is when I started my first bodybuilding prep. Um, During this time, I actually made a lot of progress. My body responded beautifully. I was losing about a pound a week. I prepped for 16 weeks And I stepped on stage. My first show was the John Simmons. And I was definitely not ready. It was an experience. I don't really remember it that well in detail. But apparently I met one of my best friends there. His name is Caesar. He swears to God I spoke to him during that day. And I don't remember at all. I think he's lying because I feel like I didn't talk to anyone. Um, But the only, when we met, it was, he like messaged me on Instagram or something, and we became friends that way, but anyways, uh, that day, though, I do remember feeling so amazing, it was, being on stage was one of the best experiences, I was on such a high, it was so fun for me, and all of the people backstage were so nice, um, and, I remember getting off stage and eating a slutty brownie and oh my god it was the best thing I'd ever tasted and also remember that I just really much craved some vegetables (laughs) so I got a salmon. I actually ordered a salmon that night. Um, I immediately went into another prep after that for my next show and I was I competed in the Nicole Wilkins, I was way more conditioned for this show, however, there was literally, like, I was a baby, I had no muscle at all, both of these shows I did not place, I wasn't that bummed that I didn't place my first show, but I was pretty sad that I didn't place in my second show, um, I had worked so hard, I think I prepped for 20 weeks, and... I was really sad to see that, you know, I wasn't going to get a trophy at the end of it or I couldn't say, you know, I placed this because like I literally don't even know what I placed. Um, I immediately went into an off season after that and this time around, I guess I had, I mean, I had way more experience under my belt, but I still don't think that I really knew how to train. We took the the diet a little bit slower. Um, we reversed up to higher calories, nothing crazy. Um, I did make progress this that off season, but it still was not enough time in between shows because I hopped back into another prep about six months later, January of 2018 and um, that 's the dieting process began again, so during this time, I was very much um, my relationship with food was kind of different because I was kind of tied down to this plan that was given to me by some somebody else, and in a way, this like reduced my anxiety around food because I almost had. I always had an excuse as to why I couldn't eat something else you know I was always sticking to this one diet that didn't really induce any anxiety because I was trusting this other individual to tell me what to do and um, so I didn't really have to think for myself which in reality, you know, isn't very helpful when it comes to disordered eating because it kind of just masked everything, in a way. You know, it just gave me an excuse not to eat bad, quote unquote. So I, I went into my next prep, and this one you know, went better than the last. I, I, I had more muscle for sure. I did look different. Um, I feel like either the conditioning wasn't there or the peak wasn't right, um, but I feel like I didn't step on stage at at, at my best. And I, I did end up placing in this show. I got third in my novice class. I got sixth in my open class, but obviously that's not what i want at the end of the day um and after this show is kind of when the the bad disordered habits came back because i didn't want to gain any weight so i basically went back to eating my prep diet that was like two weeks out or something um, that contained little to no carbs whatsoever. And I was doing a lot of cardio. It got to the point where I started to weigh less than what I weighed on stage. And I was averaging around 106 pounds. I was very obsessed with weighing myself. Um, I put a lot of pride in the fact that I was leaner than I was when I stepped on stage. I Was fearful of food again I would only allow myself to eat different foods like one day a week on like my cheat meal day and even then you know I felt like crap afterwards because my body was so not used to eating really anything different off of my plan so I would have horrible digestive issues um, I remember that I would be so tired and fatigued midday, like around 2, 3 p.m., that I would feel like I would I was I would feel lightheaded. I would feel like I couldn't think. I would feel like I had to go to bed. Um just all signs of of like not getting nutrients at all. Or enough nutrients. Um, it wasn't until during the during these last two years, what what I didn't mention is that my ex and I broke up and got back together multiple times. During this period, I was no longer with him, and also during this time, I started to have these realizations that. I had been striving to be this lean individual for so long and I thought that if I just got to the look that I've always wanted to look that I would have it all. You know, I would have so many friends. I would have a loving boyfriend in a career that I loved, or getting all good grades in school. When in reality, you know, this was the best I'd ever looked, and I really didn't have any of that. I didn't get into the nutrition and dietetics program. I, well, that was like a different. I could talk about that in another podcast, but the reason why I did not get into that program was because I switched to applying for the master's program, which only had three spots, and I'm not using that as an excuse. However, it became way more competitive, and I just, I don't think that my grades were there, and so I didn't get in. Um, so I, I ended up graduating with a general studies degree, you know, a degree that really didn't say much. Um, I didn't know what I was going to do for my career. I was very lost in that sense. I didn't have a boyfriend. I barely had friends because I spent all of my time just focused on going to the gym and what I ate. I didn't feel like I could be social. It gave me anxiety to like go out and do things like that. Um, So, yeah, you know, the only thing that I had going for me was like this lean body. And when you think about that, that's fucking lame. Like, that's not what life is about. And how you look and how lean you are isn't why people like you and isn't what makes you successful. So this was a huge wake-up call for me. And my ex and I actually ended up getting back together. And I really, really started to heal this mentality that I was stuck in um, and these disordered thoughts towards food that I had or that creeped back in, I should say, and actually became a lot worse. I, you know, increased my calories on purpose and I, I just told myself, you know what, it's going to be hard and it's going to suck sometimes and there are days that you're going to Probably not be as confident, but you're going to get strong and you are going to be healthy and you are going to set yourself up for success later on in life. And I just kept telling myself that over and over again when things got hard. I told myself that and I I gained weight and I did the hard stuff and I gained quite a bit of muscle as well during this time period this is when I really did learn what training what it meant to train what it meant to push weight um when I started to like really keep track of the weight I was doing and trying to beat what I did before um this was kind of the beginning of all of that and um so then 2006 2019 rolls around again I still did not give myself enough time in between shows but I was going to try to prep again and I was determined to come back better than I did the year before but things happened in life and um, my ex and I decided to call it quits and it was f- for good this time and I moved back home And I kind of realized that I really just wanted to, like, live a normal life for once. So I, for the first time, stopped to prep and just decided to do fun stuff and, like, live my life and be able to go out on a Friday night with friends. And I traveled to multiple places. I... Went to my first like real concert. And I met the love of my life. Probably the man that I will marry. 100% will marry. Who showed me that I can have a balance. Um, It was nice that he wasn't really connected to anybody that I knew. And he had never competed before. He was just into lifting like I was. So... I ended up having one of the best summers of my life, and I really started to learn what it would be like to just live normal and go to the gym because I love it, and still make progress in the gym because I love it, and eat foods that fuel me because I care about the food that I put into my body, and how to kind of have the best of both worlds. Um, I did, however, still want to step back on stage. And I still had that goal in the back of my mind that I wanted to step back on stage in 2020. And I felt like I had had a good mental break from everything. So I, you know, started working with my coach more seriously before we were just working to maintain. it was kind of like, all right, we're going to get our butts in gear, increase the calories, make sure that we're in a good spot before we prep again, making sure that I put on, you know, good muscle, making sure that my metabolism was in a good place. And so I started to prep for 2020. And then... <laughs> COVID hit, and I thought that I was going to prep throughout the gyms being closed, which I tried, and I did for a good amount of time, but my shows, show that I was planning to do kept getting pushed back, and um, sooner or later, it just became very unrealistic for me to continue, and I'm, I'm glad that I pulled out. It was a really hard decision for me, but I knew that I wasn't going to step on stage at my best because of where my men- mental state was at, and so I pulled out of the show. So again, another prep that I didn't complete. <laughs> but during this time of quarantine, I this is when I truly learned how to train. And I didn't have much at my disposal, so I was kind of forced to execute everything to the best of my ability and once the gym started opening up again um, I actually went to a gym that was kind of just open uh, during the time that a lot of other ones were closed once I got back into the gym I applied everything that I was doing during quarantine to the training and I feel like it just elevated everything. Um, I have a completely different mindset towards training. I have a completely different mindset towards nutrition. And it was all because of quarantine. Um, During this time, my coaching got started. You know, I started coaching a few clients. And throughout this past summer, I actually decided to go back to school to get my master's in dietetics, I realized that I didn't want to be the person that was helping the experts. That's what I was doing at my last job. I was actually a scribe for two doctors. I didn't want to be the assistant. I wanted to be them. And I wanted to do it in my way um, through educating people um about nutrition and I just knew that I needed to go back. I needed to go back to school. And it was always in the back of my mind, but I had this sour taste in my mouth after not getting into the master's program at Eastern. But I emailed a professor uh professor and my advisor at Madonna University, asked her about the program she asked to look at my transcript from Eastern I sent that to her and after that she laid out a plan for me and it was almost like it just fell into my lap and I just knew that it was supposed that this is what I was supposed to to do and so I quit my job and Decided to try to pursue coaching full-time and find other avenues of income that was going to be more flexible for my school schedule. And this past fall, I started some last prerequisites that I have to do in order to get my master or get into or start the master's program. I already got my acceptance letter so i will be starting in january i after this last prep i think i i have really started to break the bad thoughts towards food and the restrictive thoughts towards food i much more just eat foods that i really enjoy and i track my food because i like it and i eat the same foods a lot of the time because it's just easy for me and my schedule and i actually just like the foods that i eat so i don't care to i don't need a huge variety i'm a huge creature of habit um i love routine and i don't mind eating similar things throughout my week um I do cardio because I enjoy it. It gives me time to listen to podcasts and it's honestly just a time for me to kind of like think from think to myself and, and almost meditate in a way. Um, I do cardio that I enjoy. Um, I do, I am active to the point where I can maintain a very healthy body and a body that I am very confident in and I have really taken it upon myself to help other women feel that same exact way other women and men I have worked with men but I do majority work with women that is why I wanted to go back to school so that I could gain the credentials to do that for the rest of my life so right now I am just trying to build my coaching business from the ground up and so if you are interested you can go to my Instagram. I will link it in the show notes and you can click click the link in my bio. It just has an application where you can fill that out. Just a few questions and I will reach out to you so that we can just set up a free coaching call that, where I can get to know you and you can get to know me and everything that this process entails working with me. I don't want people to make the same exact mistakes that I did. And I don't want people to have the same thoughts and mentality that I did for so long. So that's my main goal is to help people diet the right way. And I've kind of been on that um, extreme end of the spectrum to where I know, you know, I know the line not to cross when it comes to a lifestyle diet. And I'm just taking everything that I have learned throughout my journey to, to help others now. So that's kind of where I'm at. That's a lot of what has led me to where I'm currently at. There's some things here and there that I didn't mention because I guess they really weren't meant worth mentioning. But if there are other things that you'd like me to cover from my past that you'd like to hear in more detail, I can totally do another podcast on it. Um, but I would also love it if you could comment any topics that you want to learn more about because, you know, this podcast is about you guys and teaching you guys, not only just talking about me and my experiences. So with that said, I'm going to wrap this up. I hope that you guys enjoyed kind of this Five to six to seven year of life journey that I have kind of laid out for you. And if you could rate five stars, that would be so helpful for me. If you could share this podcast on your social media that you're listening, that would help me. If you could comment anything below, that would help me. I am Starting this from ground zero, so any little support helps me so much. So with that said, I will talk to you guys next week. I am going to talk about, well, how would I let you guys decide? Comment below what you want to hear, and I will bring that content to your ears. (laughs) Alright guys, I will see you, well not see you, I will talk to you next week. Bye.